This is Robert Murdlodge of the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. And welcome to this week in Canadian EdTech Special Edition. I'm honored to have join me for a Mindshare Learning Moment uh, EdTech TV. Diana Aldejani, uh, founder of EduTechnos, on her recent trade mission to the WISE conference in Qatar uh, to gain some valuable insights. Uh, she's going to share her the global trends that are emerging uh, a little bit about, thank you for joining me, Diana, today. Thank you for having me, Robert. Well, I'm going to say a little bit about your background because it, it is impress impressive. Uh, you come with imp uh, great credentials to be in the ed tech space with a computer engineering software and artificial intelligence, uh, BAS from the University of Toronto, and a master's uh, in business, uh, global engineering from the University of Manchester. You, uh, Diana's results driven and pro with proven success in, in increasing revenues and efficiencies. She's a progressive thinker who approaches tasks systematically and logically, able to learn and adapt quickly, and a uh, very effective networker and motivational leader who won our, uh, was one of our winners of our EdTech uh, contest at our fall Canadian EdTech Leadership Summit. Uh, she's a Canadian citizen who grew up in the Gulf region and is fluent in both English and Arabic. Wow, uh, you've you are truly um, a lifelong learner and have that growth mindset embedded in your DNA, Diana. What what uh, what inspired that? The lifelong learning. Well, they always tell you: you see a need, you fill a need. It's just life goes on. There are bottlenecks, there are problems, challenges, and there will always be a solution somewhere. And uh, the journey to figure out the solution requires you to learn more and to open your heart, your ears, your brains to whatever that solution might be. So a lot of fascinating to be there. Yeah. I hope you and your family are healthy and well in these challenging times, but the um, <laughs> I think we're seeing the, the light at the end of the tunnel here with uh, the COVID situation. Very relevant to our conversation because that was a big focus um, uh, in Qatar. What was the inspiration uh, for attending the WISE conference? Well, WISE is basically the World Innovation Summit for Education that is held in Qatar once every four years now. And I got invited to speak uh, uh, at WISE. So this is where the this opportunity presented itself. And while I was there, like you rubbed shoulder with uh, uh, like education, uh, education, people from education and educators from all over the world. It was like a global event that has been like gathered and summoned in one place in Qatar. And this is very interesting for me because you can see what's happening globally within one room different conversations and you can pick up on these trends. Um, Robert, I think uh, the audio, yeah, you're, nah, now you had the opportunity, thank you. You had the opportunity to compare and contrast yes. our summit from what you learned at the, the WISE conference. And mm -hmm. there are some, some parallels. So as much as, you know, uh, we're, you know, a globe apart. There, there. It was. Uh, you did see some parallels. And uh, tell us about what the theme of your conversation was for your presentation. 
Yeah, the theme for my presentation, it had multiple themes, actually. There were multiple sessions that I was in. Uh, one of them was uh, the curriculum of Arabic language, uh, what can be done uh, with it to enhance it and to gamify it and what has what research has been done on it so far. The other uh, conversations were how can you make uh, education, um, you know, it's about education equality, how can everyone get the right education everywhere, and uh, also about how to gamify an Arabic class which is very <laughs> cool using whatever you have. <laughs> well, there's been such, you know, Canada uh, thrives on immigration. My family immigrated to Canada back in the fifties from Italy. And there's been mass immigration from the Middle East and other parts of, and, and diversity is our strength. I'd like to say here at the Mindshare Workspace uh, where you've joined us and you have an opportunity to join us anytime as our guest to, to work here. Uh, after winning the contest, and um, it 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 it's advantageous, you know, the Middle Eastern, the Arabic language, is a very common language now spoken in the, the Toronto area in other parts of Canada. Yes, and there is actually a growing trend also mm -hmm. bilingual schools in Canada. And there's, and you can see Arabic language is being taught uh, on university level as well. One of them in University of Toronto, Miguel as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, back in the day, Italian was the common mm. uh, subject taught at York University because that was like the go-to university back in the day. And now with the change in trends and, and immigration, mm -hmm. that that is... Now there's a shift happening. They don't have as many courses, and it's just a natural evolution. And uh, but uh, you know, so so uh, having the ability, you know, those global competencies we talk about are really vital, aren't they? When it comes to um, preparing our future leaders for um, careers that you know don't even exist today. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, the first item, if we want to prepare them for careers that do not exist, it's because there will be problems that we cannot anticipate. So mm -hmm. we need to give them the tools that will help them to figure out a solution for these problems. And uh, education is number one tool. Number two tool, which is uh, basically the, the innovation muscle needs mm -hmm. some training. It's not just about, okay, you 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 get educated, you read, you have a test and voila, you're done. There has to be something where, okay, there is a problem. How can we tackle it? And I'm seeing this is a lot happening here in, uh, in Canada. Right. So this is a check over here. So the, the problem number one right now with the conversation is how to make education accessible to everyone. Right, and the whole equity piece, right? And the democratization of learning. Right. There you go. And to also to mm. prove the education as well. So it was very interesting that the more you have these conversations with all these educators from all over all over the world, you can see that one th common thread is the technological infrastructure is very important for mm. this to happen. Now the question would be where on the scale this infrastructure need to land. Some countries they don't have internet. Uh, available. Right. So the infrastructure need to enable offline studying uh, well, or 
other uh, countries they like they're leapfrogging to uh, now they're talking about metaverse in the universities we're talking about robotics right. in the classroom so the, the where are you in the scale but as an infrastructure it is a needed but what kind of infrastructure uh, absolutely we're doing some research around that with our c21 cio alliance that infrastructure is considered a high high priority uh from an equity perspective and it was interesting speaking with a superintendent from texas while at fetc the future of ed conference a couple weeks back and they had an issue with large rural population student population again like even in north america like canada uh internet access is not ubiquitous what they did was they partnered with spacex and starlink and mm. they uh licensed a satellite to hover over the region to offer internet ubiquitously so oh, wow. so you know that's to me that was so such an eye-opening uh problem-solving exercise that in the past they might not have gone down that route so yeah. Public-private partnerships are becoming more and more essential when we talk about well-being. A good case in point is the, the success of paper learning and uh, democratizing tutoring for all kids in school districts in North America. And mm -hmm. having just gotten now almost half a billion dollars in investment capital to expand. So, and proudly, they're a Canadian company that won our startup challenge like you did. So. Uh, you know, the stars are aligned no as well. No pressure at all, Robert. <laughs> That's right. And, and that was only five years ago. So exciting time. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, so I see personalized learning um, was a focus and in, in AI. Like anytime you can bring automation and efficiencies to the, the lives of teachers and students, I think that's a pretty compelling story. Yes, it was very interesting because like uh, last conversation at WISE and you know, like when we talk about EdTech and all of that, uh, it was about providing tools and accessibility and all of these uh, fun stuff and, and gamification basically was mainly the conversation um, between the group that I would talk with. Now, even on the level of um, like uh, uh, employers they're asking for blockchain uh, certification so now there mm -hmm. are more companies uh, who are off or not companies uh, universities are asking for companies to provide them blockchain technology then you, the, the now the question is the the, the uh, what do you call it the mission is to find not just and ed tech, because if you want to make it uh, equality and accessibility, each one wants to study on their own pace. So adaptability, so that mm -hmm. adaptive based on what the learner is learning or how he, he or she's progressing. That's also was on the conversation uh, on the table as well. So that was important as part of the so blockchain is, seems to be coming of age. And I, from a credentialing perspective, I find that really appealing. And that's something, you know, we offered a, a blockchain credential at our summit. And I think that's something we need to be more mindful of yeah. because it, uh, it is not just about those four-year degrees or two-year college diplomas any longer. Learning happens everywhere, right? Absolutely. There so, you go. So, so yeah. that's fascinating. Now, um, so talk to me about the notion of, uh, I see future-proofing. We talk a lot about future-proofing and robotics and um, to, uh, to enhance learning. What, 
what's in store for us in the metaverse as well? Well, as I was saying, like for the future proofing, it's in the infrastructure, whether you want to take it, dial it back to inter internet free resources or dial it all the way to robotics and metaverse. Right now, there the uh, I was surprised to see also a Canadian company who's uh, venturing through the metaverse and creating uh, virtual campuses for universities. And uh, the other thing for the blockchain it's uh, like we're using it right now as well for the academy, for uh, our academy uh, solution. Brilliant. where Teachers can take courses, uh, also enable them to take uh, the courses asynchronously and offline. They can download two courses at a time. And then once Fantastic. they take exam, then they get certified and put it in the blockchain. But this blockchain solution as well, like this blockchain certification can be also applied for refugees education, where it's like it's help it can help them uh, no matter where they are uh, their credentials are saved right over there and they can access it from anywhere it doesn't matter so this is uh, right something we are looking into right now as well fascinating so yeah. talk to me about how um and i'm curious to hear about some of the meetings that you had too and some of the people you met because i find when you're at a conference it's the informal learning that is very powerful, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you had some pretty cool meetings with some pretty senior level people as well. Yeah, I, it was like, um, I don't know that there's a lot of opportunities over there if you actually uh, mm -hmm. like present yourself properly and you, mm -hmm. you exactly how can you help and add value. So understanding the cultural nuances like doing business in Canada is very important in the Middle mm -hmm. East, isn't it? Uh, absolutely understanding the culture and uh, all of that. There's also another thing what's happening in the Middle East, and I've learned this uh, actually in preparation for my trip, that uh, the uh, Ontario educational reform has been also studied. Uh, it's part of the WISE research. WISE did cool. a lot of research on the Canadian education system. And uh, this is also, I was studying what they were studying <laughs> to make sure we're alone. So no? So that that says something about our systems, right? Mm -hmm. The systems, because we are not national, that we we have a high regard, highly regarded brand, don't we, uh, internationally? Absolutely, hundred percent. No questions about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, like right now, as if we say, as Edutechnos, if you if you want to present any solution, it comes with this uh, history of education reform because of all of the collaboration we have here in right. Canada with other Canadian companies, other Canadian institutions, universities, and all of that. So this is uh, this is the beauty of the diversity mesh here in Canada and how everyone embraces it and actually turn it into a competitive advantage on a global market. So they want to be uh, world-class, don't they, in that region? So okay. I know Abu Dhabi was investing heavily in infrastructure and education. Mm -hmm. uh, there are hospitals from North America, from the U.S. establishing themselves. Canadian education institutions are, are so there are opportunities as an ed tech company to do business, but you have to be strategic. And then, of course, there's a Canadian Trade Commission that is a resource as well. Have you tapped into those resources? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. So, it uh, so basically, the Trade Commission would introduce you to the 
uh, to the uh, institutions that you want to meet. And so, yeah, you can also tap on all of that these resources as a as a company here in Canada. The support is amazing, and we have all of the factors to succeed and to actually start exporting our technologies to globally, not just keep it in Canada. Right. So this is something like for us, uh, like when you talk about robotics and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be exported to anywhere globally, not just right. UCC and Abu Dhabi and the Middle East. And then STEM as well. I mean, you have a, a science engineering background, so uh, STEM is your thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. And you see a lot of influence around STEM, and they yeah. just announced the CanCode funding here in Canada, actually, uh, this week, So, on, mm-hmm. or this past Friday, that which is exciting. Absolutely. So as a as a computer engineer and I'm I'm fascinated with robotics. This is what I kept doing in university and my my uh, senior thesis was about uh, programming a robotic dog and Ibo and how to do all of that. So I cool. love that and uh, the cool thing is we are launching uh, it's already done. Uh, it's being launched right now. Uh, the our robotic simulation for Lu- it's called Luga, and it's from Luga in Arabic, which is a language. And basically, what it enables the students to do is to help them to learn coding in Arabic, or in English, or in French, or in Urdu, or in Persian. Doesn't matter what the language is. So we opened up. Mm-hmm. Language barrier because when we did some uh, a small study to understand what were the barriers for STEM for the immigrants for mm. to get into STEM, this was one of the barriers, the language. But once they get the language and understand it, and then right. get get accelerated with the English language, then you can go ahead and do the the coding properly. Well, kudos to you, and uh, we'll have to do an unboxing EdTech uh, edition when you're uh, launching that. Talk to me about how the conference impacted your future roadmap for EduTechnos. That's actually very interesting. I went in the conference having an uncontextualized, uh, innovative uh, curriculum for Arabic language, and I wanted to see how can we collaborate with the Ministry of Education, with the uh, international schools for the students with special needs, how can we get uh, them to use our curriculum. I got out of the conference learning that now the conversation has changed. It's not about a curriculum and a book and here are the resources. It's what kind of ed tech are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What kind of AI can you bring to the table? So mm-hmm. the, the curriculum has been basically now, I'm, I'm not going in, oh, we have a curriculum. I'm going in, we have these resources. We have this ed tech platform that uses, the, that follows this logic and that logic is our curriculum so we switched the story <laughs> so that Fascinating. was so that was something that this is what happens when you go in into the market you have to adjust you have to adapt you're mm. not trying to sell what you have you're trying to solve a problem so you need to right. understand what is that problem and you need to use the same language well that you're using right so 100%. this is what happened <laughs> Well, clearly you you uh, were well prepared and, and uh, you did your homework and it's always about doing your homework and preparation. Uh, luck is where preparation meets opportunity and I, I feel very lucky 
to have your time today in this conversation and to have you engaged with our our community at Mindshare Learning and the workspace and all that you do. It's it's never been a more exciting time to be in education. What gives you hope for the future? Uh, what gives me hope for the future? Everything. It's um, like whenever I w the stars are being aligned right now where all the efforts are like uh, uh, people are not giving up. People are becoming more innovative and uh, all the efforts and collaboration uh, are happening. I think I would say collaboration, the open-minded diversity, collaboration, connecting all these dots and the willingness of the educators and the companies in the education sector to do this instead of just competing with each other. That's at least <laughs> what, what gives yeah. me hope. I, I do prefer to actually collaborate. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Diana, for your time uh, this afternoon uh, in enlightening us on the WISE conference that you recently attended in Qatar. Mm -hmm. That was Diana al Dejani, the founder and CEO of EduTechnos. My name is Robert Merdlanchi of the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out Triple W Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep the learning curve.